Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This? with Junior Renee Bobrun. That would be me. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you are a, uh, a new listener, new to this conversation, thank you for listening. If you are a returning listener, I'd like to welcome you back. Thank you again for lending me your ears. <clears throat> it is much appreciated. I am grateful. I am all these things. Speaking of I am being grateful, this is our Thanksgiving episode. And I am 20 plus days deep in journaling. Has it made a difference in your life, June? Is the question that I was asked. I have been journaling since November 1st. I decided to start my New Year's resolution for 2022 in my birthday month. I am a Scorpio. I am born in the month of November. I started my uh, journaling, my 365-day journaling journey, November 1st of this year. November 1st, 2021. This journaling journey will end November 1st, 2022. I'm going to do it every single day, and I've done it every single evening and every single morning. Soon as I wake up in the morning, after nature calls, I don't reach for food. I don't go look at my phone. I don't go do anything else. I go straight to the journal because why? I put myself in a mind frame that I'm excited to write what I am grateful about and what I am looking forward for today, for the day that I am chronicling. And then in the evening, there's a prompt to write what I am grateful for, what occurred today. What about this day am I grateful the most about or or am I the most grateful for? This centralizes gratitude in my life, emphasizes it, prioritizes it, makes it more about that than, oh, I got to handle those errands. Oh, you wake up in the morning and the first thing you think are tasks. That's what 2018, 2019, 2020 and parts of 2021 were. And I said, my life has been about ideas, about travel, about tackling big problems, big things and enjoying the process even no matter how much angst it brought me. It wasn't about a series of of exasperations. As soon as I wake from my slumber and I'm given another day, another opportunity to move the needle and live my literally my best life or at least be the try to be the best version of myself. Instead of that, it's waking up going, oh, man, I don't want to get out this bed. I really don't want to draw back this curtain because as soon as I draw back this curtain, it's that means the day has begun. Because there were a lot of things going on that I, want, I wanted to act as if they weren't going on because I didn't have any control over what was going on. It's like events were happening that I had zero control over. And you realize as a human being, the only thing you can control is between your ears. is how you think about a thing and how you adapt to a thing. Sometimes you can't control the things. But in turn, adapting to it and how you react to it does a lot with how it reacts. How manifests in your life it's like what dr wayne dyer was said i think he quoted somebody i'll quote him when he said um, the great the late dr wayne dyer said when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change well there's a certain amount of truth to that i've been able to revisit things from my past that that made me react and inform me in one way and then when i changed the way i looked at it, it it informed me in another way that manifested differently in my life so there's truth to it And that journaling helps. I've been journaling now 
for 20 plus hours or almost out of November and I've been every morning and every evening, I put it in there. I've been going to the gym 20 plus days straight, not one day off. I've been doing a mile and a half of cardio on average every day. At the very least, I put in 30 minutes of running, walking, ellipticaling, cycling, elliptically. Is that even a word? No, but you know, you know what I mean? Elliptical. Anyway, and then I'll do the weights. And I've upped the weights because I used to be an avid weightlifter. You know, gave me a pretty good physique and whatever. But sometimes I pick up the weights now and I go, oh, I can't believe I got to do this. The weights, I don't want to pick up dumbbells anymore. And I used to love it. I used to be like, yeah, yeah, give me the weight. Now it's not that same feeling. But I pushed myself. I wrote down in one of the journals, the Titan Fit Journal for Men. I wrote down, what would you like? And it asks you, what would you like tomorrow's workout to be? So it's already preparing you for tomorrow today. So I mentally prepped myself and I put one word. I put heavy and I underlined it. And the next day, you know what I did? I looked back at the previous day and I saw heavy. And I was like, damn it, I got to go heavy. And guess what I did? Went heavy. And I liked it. I liked it. And I liked the fact that I liked it. And I liked the fact that I kept the promise to myself that I made the day before. This is why writing it down and chronicling it is so important. It's almost as if you're writing it in stone. It has a higher propensity and a higher probability of occurring if you write it down. So that's why I would like all of you out there. That is the longest winded introduction to a journal you have ever heard. Give me my props. It's better than QVC, HSN. Anyway, go to Chavez House Publishing. Go on Amazon. It's Black Friday. It's right among us. It's this week, Black Friday. Go to Chavez House Publishing online on Amazon, Chavez House with an S, and go look for the Lenore Batista journals. You pick up the gratitude journal. You do as I'm doing from November 1st to 20. Uh, to, uh, to no November 1st, 2021 to 2022. You guys will be starting in late November, December. Maybe you even want to do it for January 1st. Get it now. Chavez House Publishing. You go get it. Lenore Batista Journals. You pick up the Gratitude Journal, whether you're a man or a woman. You pick up the Titan Fit Journal. Men, you pick it up for yourself and, 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 and friends of yours. Women, you pick it up for the man in your life. And women, you pick up the Training, my, training for My Best Life Journal. And the health, fit and beautiful, healthy, fit and beautiful journal. Pick those up. Now is the time. Let's get to it. I'm getting a two-month head start on this quote-unquote new me, which is closer to the old me before the last couple of years. The great thing is I have actually a uh, <laughs> a reference point. No, I'm not bragging or anything. I'm just saying, hey, I, I was I was living pretty awesome a couple of years ago. The physique was kind of where I wanted it to be, just a little tweaks. Mindset was where I wanted it to be, minus a little couple of tweaks and this, that, you know. Every, and all of a sudden, I'm not going to say things went off the rails, but it's just like life happens. And then, you know, our ability to adapt to new stimuli is what allows us to evolve. That's what allows us, our ability to adapt. That's how we get out of the grieving phase when things go wrong. The grieving, the regret phase, the depression phase is when we adapt to this new stimuli and go, okay, there's a higher lesson to be learned here. Let me get to it. You know, and I'm, I'm making it sound simpler than it is. It's a lot of work, but that's the mindset that one has to have. Okay, there's a, there's a lesson to be learned here. Let me get to it. What's this lesson? It hurts like hell, but okay. 
Okay, it's like you're emotionally stubbing your toe and it just doesn't stop throbbing. At least the, the, the toe stubbing of that pinky toe, when you bang it against the corner of, of your, your, your uh, bed frame or, or, or a dresser and you feel that pain and it's the worst for about 11 seconds. And after that, you're like, whew, oh man. But sometimes that emotional pain feels like a toe stubbing that just won't stop throbbing. I know what you mean. I know what you're feeling. I get it. Believe me. Sometimes it won't stop throbbing. You're like, wait, I'm wait. You're waiting for it to dissipate. But guess what? It's not. It's not going to just dissipate through time. It takes effort. That toe throbbing ends just with a little bit of time. Less than 20 seconds. It's over. You're like, whoo, you take a seat, you breathe, you go, damn it, you're looking at your foot. You have no one to blame but yourself. You're trying to blame the dresser and you realize you're the one who put the dresser there. You're like, you have no one to curse at. It's not out of place. It's not, it's not something that someone left on the floor. It's all on you. And you're like, and then all of a sudden, pain is gone and you move on. If only life were that simple. Well, maybe it is. But all I'm saying is that emotional pain lasts a lot longer. That emotional throbbing lasts a lot longer. I know it. You got to work to move the needle forward. It, I, I wish there was another way. I really do. But it's what I realized too. I have been introduced to new stimuli in my life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how do you handle this? Well, well, I don't, do I have the skill set? I, I, these are new muscles. I don't know. This is heavy. This is real. I've never used this. What's going on? And you feel like you're falling flat on your face. But... We have to do what we have to do. So with that being said, this is our Thanksgiving Day episode, even though we're not doing this on Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving is coming and the holiday season is upon us anyway. We have Thanksgiving for those. We have Kwanzaa. We have Hanukkahs. We have Christmases. We have New Year's. There's a lot going on during this season and many more things going on. <clears throat> How are we going to get along with our family at the dinner tables this uh, year? Hmm? I know that there are certain family members that are not allowed to go visit their families and sit at the tables that they're accustomed to going to because of two reasons. One, who they voted for or who they didn't vote for. And two, if they got jabbed or not. I'm going to say something to you guys. <clears throat> When you put down your emergency contact, who is on there? Is it Dr. Fauci? Is it Joseph R. Biden? Is it Donald J. Trump? Is it Anderson J. Cooper or whatever his middle name is? Is it Van Jones, Don Lemon, Rachel Maddow, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Alex Jones, Joe Rogan, Kyrie Irving, Aaron Rodgers, Stephen Ace? Are these people on your emergency contacts? Are these people in your wills? Are these people someone that, you, that could borrow money from you? Are these people going to be the people that are going to be there if you end, end up in the hospital or if you need a helping hand or if you need a kind word? The answer is no. Stop parroting the rhetoric from your political leaders, your media personalities, your athletes and entertainers. Knock it off. Knock it off today. It stops at the end of this broadcast. It stops 
at the end of this conversation. Listen to me now. We have thousands of people in America right now that are out of work. I'm sorry, millions, but thousands that are striking, that are saying we want to be treated better. We want to be paid better. We want better working conditions. We come in. We want an honest day's pay for an honest day's work commensurate with the cost of living and commensurate with the effort that we put forth. Boom. We want to be treated like whole human beings. Our fellow worker, our nurses, our teachers, our police officers, our firemen, our workers in various fields are going hungry. This holiday season, they're out of work. They need a casserole. They need you to make some food and give it to them and say, put this in the freezer. When you reheat it, reheat it at 350. I got the directions for it right there. I got the post-it on the aluminum foil for you right there. I know things are a little rough. Why am I saying this? I find it 100% absurd. Listen to me now. As understanding as I usually am in other uh, casts that I've done in conversations and I'm usually taking in everyone's feelings into consideration, I'm telling you right now, you need family, you need your neighbors, and you need your community now more than ever before. And I've said this in previous episodes, so pardon me, but I am speaking from the heart, from my heart and my mind. So there will be common threads that will reoccur in many episodes. There is a common thread. And if you read, I'm sorry, if you listen to my episodes and you pull the thread, you will see what this thing of ours is made of. I'm telling you right now. Make up with your families. Make up with your families. They are all you have. And truthfully, to get through many of life's difficulties, your family and friends and your neighbors and your community are all you need to move the needle in a positive direction in your life. That's all you need. So what I'm asking you guys right now is this. Why are you not speaking to such and such? Because such and such didn't get jabbed or they did get jabbed and they said something snide about you not getting jabbed or maybe uh, uh, you just don't like their politics or they said something to you. This is what's going on now. We've been in lockdown for a year and some change. And now you have an opportunity to get out of your surroundings and to get out and maybe see some people that you haven't seen in a long time. And there are people that are saying, yo, if you didn't do this, you can't sit with me at my dinner table. Really? Really? Oh, you didn't do it, so I, you, you can't sit with me. Nope, sorry. No, don't even get on a plane. Don't get in a car. Don't get on a bus. Don't do, go get on a train. Don't even bother. Don't do it. Really? Other people saying, well, yeah, I remember what you said about such and such. You know, that was my president. And, he, you know, and I noticed you voted for the other guy. And I don't appreciate that. I heard what you said on the group chat. I read what you said and I don't appreciate it. That's what's going on. A lot of this stuff is going on close to me. Not me. I'm not being affected by it one way or another as far as personally. What I mean by personally, not directly, directly. But I know people that are very close to me that are going through this. And it saddens me that they have to go through this. 
people are saying, listen, I haven't gone anywhere in about two, three years, June. There were people that were saving for vacations in 2020 that they weren't able to take. And then 2021, they ended up having different job situations. So that money, that was the vacation money where they were about to spend five, ten thousand dollars on a trip of a lifetime now had to be spent. Luckily, they had it. Fortunately enough, they had it. Now they had to spend that on rent and expenses because their job was furloughed or they had to take a package and leave, et cetera, et cetera. So now they're like, June, I don't even have that money anymore. But the little I have now, I just want to go see some family and some friends. And now I can't because this family member said, oh, no, 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 no. You didn't get jabbed. Oh, no, you can't be here. I'm like, well, can you can you can you family members? We're going to speak to the jabbed first. The jabbed. This is for you. Are there certain accommodations that can be made for your unjabbed family, for your unjabbed loved ones? Remember who these people are to you and remember what everyone has been going through, whether you have been vaxxed or not, jabbed or not. Are, is, is there certain compromises that can be made? Hmm? Can you do something? Can, can, can you segregate them? If you have a basement, maybe you can have a, a, a non-jabbed table. Huh? Is there something we can do? Maybe they can wear masks and whole Halloween masks or something and just have their name on their on their T-shirt. Be like, yeah, it's me. I'm wearing the, the Michael Myers mask while I'm eating. Yeah, it's me. Auntie such and such. Uncle such. Is there something that you can do to not segregate your loved ones any more than they've already been segregated, ostracized, and marginalized? Just saying. There are people that are losing their jobs now, going on strike in the winter. Winter is here. It's cold outside. And it gets colder when your family is treating you a certain way. So I'm speaking to the jabbed right now. Is there something you can do? Because some of you are doing that to make a point. That's what you're doing. I'm just saying, because I know certain people that are jabbed that are doing it to make a point. I know so many different. That's the thing. When I speak to you and I say, whose world is this? Know who you're talking to. You're not someone who lives in a bubble. I don't live in an intellectual bubble. I don't live in an ideological bubble or ideological vacuum. I don't live in echo chambers. When people say, you know, when you hear from certain people, oh, yeah, I have a black friend or some people say I have a white friend. No, my friends, I have ultra right wing conservative friends, ultra left wing. I have anarchists, Muslims, Christians, atheists that are in my inner circle, which means I go to their house to eat. It's not just a bunch of links being spread back and forth. And I will bring up those uncomfortable things at the table. If you know me long enough, you'll know that once you become my friend, that means we're going to speak about these things. That's friendship to me. Anything else means, oh, you're a colleague or an acquaintance. But to be my friend, oh, that's a great colleague of mine. Oh, yeah, meet, meet such and such. It's an acquaintance of mine, you know. Yeah. You can be a business associate, a colleague, uh, an acquaintance. But you want to be the homie, the friend, male or female, we're going to have these kind of conversations. And it's going to be fun, regardless if you agree with me or not. doesn't matter. So a lot of my friends, I don't agree with them, but but I like the sport of it. I like the sport because I always tell them, as long as you come with information, we, we can we can we can we can do it. You know, so I love the, the sparring, the sport, the jabs. I love it. But I'm speaking to them now. I have a lot of jabbed friends that are not 
just saying that they want people to come to their house that are jabbed for safety reasons. They're doing it to prove a point. They're spiting their unjabbed friends. They're penalizing their unjabbed friends and family. Because if you truly believed in the efficacy of your jab, you shouldn't even care. Truthfully, by, by definition, you shouldn't care. If, if the jab was what you said it is, then it shouldn't matter if that other person is or isn't jabbed. Because it's already been proven that the, the jabbed can spread certain things to the jabbed. So just saying, just saying, hey, is there a way that you can accommodate them? Is there a way you can say, hey, listen, I do have certain reservations about having you here because you're not jabbed and the other people here. And we may have some elder family members here. You know, do you mind? And crack a joke about it. Be like me. I have a morbid sense of humor. My, hum my sense of humor can go from Jim Carrey to something totally different, to, G to, to George Carlin. I go the whole gambit. I can get goofy with it or I can get really cynical. And I would say, hey, listen, you mind being at like a like a like an unjabbed table and I'll put all you unjabbed together and you guys can, you know, breathe amongst yourselves. <laughs> would you still get the same turkey and ham and chicken and mac and cheese and collard greens? Listen, man, listen, it's been a heavy couple of years for all of us. What are we doing? I've said this in, pre, in, a pre, in a couple of previous episodes, and there are some people who reached out to me and said that it was important, and I'm glad that they felt it because I felt it while I was doing it. So I'm happy that um, I'm encouraged that it had the reaction that I wanted. And it was an episode where I said it's time for us that are working remotely to get to know these neighbors that we, we've just been waving high and bye to going to and from work. You're getting out the house at eight. You see that neighbor getting into their car. You're getting into yours. Hey, how you doing? And some of us out there, we try to avoid the eyes because we don't even want to say hi. Right. But guess what happens? So many of us are living the same reality. But because we're home alone on some Macaulay Culkin type of stuff, we think we're the only one going through it. Meanwhile, we're in a whole community of people who have a story to tell. And we don't know those stories and they don't know ours because we haven't done a great job of setting up a community with the actual people that live next door to us, across the street from us, above us and below us. What are we doing? Yet we're passing on screenshots and reels and sharing information from people that we will never meet. Just inundating ourselves with information from the metaverse instead of our own universe. Instead of what's going on directly around us, we're paying attention to the windows and the glasses on our the glass on our phone instead of the windows out of our homes. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Family, this holiday season, first one being the major one being Thanksgiving, whether you care about this one or that one or pilgrims or Columbus, I don't I'm not even mentioning who cares. That's another conversation I'm speaking about. We've designed this holiday to be a family reunion. So people get time off. Places are closed. There are parades. It's propaganda in nature. Of course it is. But I could tell you that almost every single holiday we have to a certain degree is propaganda. But that's another conversation. It has been cloaked and masked in a, 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 a time of reunion. Right. One could say it has colonistic and exploitative roots. And yes, right, right. Check, 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 check. Got it. Well, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I get it. You're off from work and there's free food at your family's house. Go eat. 
Go hug your aunties and your grandmas and your grandpas and go see them. When are you going to see them again? Do you have plans on seeing them all year long? You went this whole year and you didn't see these people. Go see them. Your family that lives out of town. You went this whole year and you probably were going to go this whole year without seeing them. Now the system that you're in has allotted you a certain amount of time to take off and they're going to pay you for it. Go see your family. So forget all the rest of it. Go see your family. Go see it. Go see your family. And guess what? Family, you, jabbed, make exceptions, make compromises, make concessions, make, make accommodations for those unjabbed. And the unjabbed, take those accommodations. Be happy that you get to be. Don't go, you know what? Yo, you ain't, you, you're not sitting me at the little kid table, man, where my knees are touching the table. No, where I got the little chair. The three, no, I'm not doing that. No, understand that maybe there's, there, work with them. Work with them. I'm, I'm speaking directly to some family and some friends who listen. And I'm speaking to a lot of people that I don't know that may be going through this. Okay, that's just step one. Step two, the politics. This was going on before jabs and not jabs. This was going on during um, Obama's second term via Mitt Romney and Obama. This was Tea Partiers and Obamaites and Libertarians didn't want to sit at the table. And then things just were pushed into high gear, high gear after <clears throat> the election of uh, former President Donald J. Trump. Who that was rough. Wasn't that? You remember 2016, guys? You guys remember 2016 after the president was elected? All of a sudden, jobs had to have counseling days where people wanted to go speak to the human resource counselor about how they felt about this election because they treated Donald J. Trump as if he was Thanos from the as if he was going to bring the end times. Do you remember this respectfully to those of you out there who actually needed counseling? I secretly thought that all of this was insane. But that's okay. I can say that now, five years later. At the time, I was like, people, people, it's, 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 um, it's not that serious. There are certain things that need to be addressed, but what you're feeling right now is not that serious. The United States is a corporation, and there's only so far that the head of that corporation can go without the shareholder's approval. That's what it is. Okay, We're a big, 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 big company. And the president, there's only so much that the president can do. Okay? And so when I tried to point this out, many of my friends didn't want, I kind of was getting unfriended and stuff, which I had zero problem with, by the way. I'm not, I cared less. Not because I didn't care about them and not because they weren't important. I appreciated the data that they gave me. I was like, I see. This was a deal breaker for you and I. I appreciate the truth more than anything else. Truth, it may hurt, but it stings just a little bit. Like that throbbing of the toe. 11 seconds, it's over. It's like, ow, you unfriended me? Really? You're not following me anymore? Really? Because of that? And 11 seconds later, it's over. That's how I felt. And I, was, and I appreciated the truth that I was given from that person. It was data, and I used it. I used that data. I use that data to understand the world around me more. Okay? 
So those people are still upset that he won and some people are still upset that he lost. So we have remnants of 2016, remnants of the 2020 election manifesting in today's and this year 2021's holiday seating arrangements as to who is getting the invite, who isn't. I know certain people that have been disinvited from weddings based on who they voted for last year. This is real. It is our hope in each and every person that we get married one time. You can't undo that. Right? You can't undo that. You got married without key people because of who they voted for. Now think about this. No matter who's in power, no matter what side of the political aisle they may be on, your family is still your family. Your loved ones are still your loved ones. People. We're going to have to have a serious conversation right now about that. It's serious because I'm telling you with the amount of people that are out of work, with the quote unquote divisive nature of our partisanal politics. As adversarial as it is out there, contentious, we have some people that are this, this, this. Some people are claiming this, that, and a third. Some people decide they want to be canceled. Some people are getting canceled for being woke. Some people are being uh, 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 woke and canceled, canceled. Well, there's a lot of this going on. You know, I have friends of mine who are upset with me because I'm a, I call myself a Chappellian. I really, really appreciate Dave Chappelle's rhetoric. I do. I speak. I speak Chappellian. I tell long-winded stories and I bring it back around. So I appreciate his vehicle a lot as well. I appreciate the way he tells a story and somehow I've, do, I've been doing that my whole life where I'll tell a long-winded story and at the end it's like you got to wait for the punchline. Sorry, I don't do knock-knock jokes. My apologies. You're going to have to wait for this long antidote. My apologies. It's, it's my favorite medium. It's storytelling. It's like the ancients. All these ancient stories were told, told by the elders and they passed them down and they passed them down and they passed them down and there were lessons in it. Your, everything that we have is a story. Your Bible, your, your Quran, your Torah, your Tal these are stories that are told. It's not just a bunch of rules. The Bible isn't a bunch of commandments where you're just reading rules, compliance, like a human resource document. Where it's like, okay, I have to be in compliant and thou shalt not use the restroom after such and such time. Thou shalt not be on the premises. No, that's not what it is. It's a ton of stories showing what to do and not to do and examples of. That's life. So I like telling stories. I have friends of mine after Chappelle's The Closer show on netflix a couple of people's like june I didn't, I didn't really like that episode i was like okay that's to each his own he said how about you what did you think about it i was like loved it and they're like oh really loved it wow wow loved it loved it i'm like yeah loved it loved it sorry can i can i love it is that wrong wow a lot of things he said were and then i put them in its context especially as being a straight black male in America and what we still have to go through. And we noticed that a lot of the issues that are still plaguing that demographic has been completely forgotten and kind of skipped over that, even though that's a fundamental part of America, such as it is. 
and we notice that everything else is being spoken about and you know and he brings that up in his own you know way in his own narrative he tells it he tells that story in his own way it's something that i've said and i've used very direct language about that you know in many many forums i've i've had several discussions with people that were at lgbtq um forums at my schools that i went to and i and i even teachers and i've let them know i was like hey listen i have a problem with certain narratives and this is why and i'm an expert on being a black male in america i have a phd in that and all that it entails from new york to palm beach to around the world to wherever else i can tell you so this is what and i and i've studied the greats the w.e.b dubois the booker t's the malcolm x's the james baldwin's the richard wright's the huey p's and and muhammad's i've i've studied them all and i can explain to you why chapter and verse what my issues are and they were left a little bit you know you know scrounging in their chairs so be it so I've had a couple of friends that feel a certain kind of way that I may not be invited to their next little shindiggery. Okay. And they weren't even gay or anything. They just, they identify with that community or they, that's their cause du jour. And they just had a problem with me liking what Dave Chappelle is saying. And I was like, hey, listen, I don't look at things through these binary lenses the way you do. I, I just don't. I just, I, it's not this or that. There's so much nuance and, you know, <clears throat> And they they were surprised because I haven't spoken about it a lot on this on this on this uh, this platform. And I and it's like because I don't like to use entertainers to a certain degree, you know, that uh, I find it to be low hanging fruit just to use what's going on. Uh, just pluck it out the news and I can't give you an over over overarching conversation about it. And truthfully, that's not a conversation that I feel like having now. Personally, I could I could go completely in on that, but I don't feel like it. For my own personal reasons, I just don't. And it's not because I'm scared of the, the such and such community canceling. No, no, I just don't feel like getting into it. You know, I don't. What I'm more concerned with, overarching, family, family differences. In this day and time, with all that's going on, with the economic uncertainties that are going on, all this division, who does it serve? Who wins? When your house is divided. Remember, this is a show about questions. Who wins when your house is in disorder? Who wins when your house is divided? Come on now. There's only one question on the quiz. What's it going to be? Only one question. Who wins? Well, I'm saying that the power structures win. That the people who wish to do us harm, the, 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 the nefarious actors within our society, they're the ones who do us harm. They're the ones who do us harm. They're the ones who win. They're the ones who win. When your house is divided and you cannot find a, a way to come up to some sort of common accord on certain things. Such and such voted for such and such. Okay. <clears throat> such and such voted for such and such. You want me to reveal a certain piece of information to you guys? I have a family member who's not blood related, but they're family. Whose politics is completely antithetical to mine. And and that's not what bothers me. What bothers me is that they're so misinformed about their politics. They are extremely successful. This is an extremely financially successful person. So let me, you know, success 
can be measured in many different ways. Your financial success is not the only metric and barometer for success. They are financially successful, yes, living a very, very, living well off. But the, 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 the people that this person goes to for financial information, uh, I mean, for political information, and the books that this person reads and the news that this person reads and the rhetoric that this person parrots is pedestrian. It's not even worth me countering. So you know what I do when I'm invited over their home and I'm compelled to go through a myriad of reasons? I drink and I chew with my mouth closed. I smile a little grin and I find a part of the room or area in their home where I'm out of earshot of the rhetoric because they feel so compelled to put their rhetoric in everything. That oftentimes is an indication that that person truly doesn't believe what they're saying. When you're looking to convert people, that means you don't believe what you believe. Most times when you're looking for converts when, and, and you're not looking for the purists, when I mentioned a couple of purists in the political uh, uh, perspective that they go for, I say, hey, listen, have you read such and such, such and such, you know, was a great critique of such and such and such and such. And they go, oh, no, I never read that person. I'm like, oh, really? But you're reading this. So now you have this person there. <clears throat> Their confirmation bias is, is oftentimes exposed. Um, they parrot things word for word, chapter and verse from some talking head on television that's reading from a teleprompter. It's infuriating because they speak it from, with such ferv as if they were Moses on top of Mount Sinai or whatever with the tablets. It's like, what are you talking about? But I go. The food is adequate. It's free. I don't turn down food, just so you know. <laughs> you get me there, I'll eat, I'll drink a little bit, and then I'll leave. <clears throat> I'll make an appearance and I'll leave. I'm not going to allow that person's, what I find, flawed politics, their misinformation, to ruin a day. I'll go, I'll, I'll enjoy, and I'll leave. I'll make it a short night and I'll go over somebody else's home. I'll say, hey, listen, we got to go. I got to go do this other thing. And they know ahead of time. And then, you know, I'm going to come by, but I got to do this other thing, too. I got to be. OK, that's great. I'm glad you stopped by. And they always love that you stopped by. They are very they, they are extremely gracious hosts. Their politics may be a bit obnoxious to me, but they're they're, they're gracious hosts. So I eat, I drink and I, I, I eat, I drink top shelf. I eat top shelf and I bounce. That's it. And I bounce because they're family. And when worse come to worse, guess what? You know that person I'm speaking about? I can reach out to them and probably possibly appeal to them if, if I had an issue. If I'm like, hey, listen, I, I want to talk to you about something. I'm, I'm really, this, it's above my pay grade right now mentally or whatever. I just want a piece of advice. That person would take a moment out, would take a moment out of their day. And that's what's important. That's the important part right there is what I'm trying to get to in my long-winded way. That person would be there for me. At least to be an ear. They would make they would make time and take time to hear me out. I've never utilized them in that regard, but I've seen how they move in certain certain ways and I'm like, yeah, that person's good people. Their politics is way off as far as I'm concerned, but hey, to each his own, but they're good people. I'd want that person in my corner. So this is what I'm asking you guys to do. Take a second and take a moment 
and understand that these family members and loved ones and friends and neighbors in your community, th this is your circle. This is your universe. If you can, for a moment, put yourself in that person's uh, uh, shoes and say, wow, this is why they think the way they think. This is why they move the way they move. This is why. This is important. So this is what I want you guys to think about. This is what I want you guys to think about. This is very important. You guys give me one second. But yeah, oh, sorry. Sorry, I just had to take care of this real quick. You know? But um, this is important. I want you guys to take a moment. I want you guys to take a moment and think. Think. Think about what you're doing when you ostracize, segregate, and marginalize your family. Who are you going to have left when you need help? Hmm? All these people you're pushing away for these, these ide ideologies. And some people, they're so invested in their ideology, they can't look past that and go, listen, my loved one is good people at their core. This person may run through a brick wall for me. What am I doing? What am I doing? What is going on? W what do I gain from pushing this person away? There are certain people, like I said, that are that are actually ostracizing their family, not out of safety reasons, but out of spite. Out of your own shortcomings, you're going to deprive yourself and your family from seeing your family and your family seeing you. You're going to deprive yourself of that. You're going to deprive yourself of seeing your family. You're going to deprive your family of seeing you, of creating a bond, despite, in spite of what differences you may have ideologically. This person voted for this one. So what? This person voted for the other one. So what? You're mad they didn't vote for such and such. You're mad that they did vote for. So what is what I'm saying? These are the people. People are out of work. People are out of sorts. People's houses. People have to move around. This is a time of transition. People have mandates and updates and ultimatums and referendums going on. People are on strike. People are suing their jobs. People are suing the government. People are deciding to do this and that. A lot of things are going on right now. Why don't we try to get our homes in order? Who wins when, we're, when our homes are in disorder? When our, a house divided, easy to conquer, when you can't find a way to sit together at a kitchen table? The kitchen table is where change occurs. That's where change happens, at the kitchen table. I've always said it. I've said it before. You can't beat the nuclear family. The nuclear family is unbeatable. The family structure is unbeatable when they're sitting at a table and they're forming a plan and saying, okay, you, I understand you. You can do this. You want to take off from work. You want to go back to school. This is how we're going to move the finances around. This is what we look like on paper. This is what we're going to need. You can't beat that. The kitchen table is undefeated. I'm telling you, when you're working together, the dining room table is undefeated. So if you get anything from anything I've ever said over the last 50 some odd episodes that I've been speaking on, all these episodes, listen to this. If you didn't get anything else, that the tape, your house cannot be divided. Your community, I don't care if such and such people believe this, that, and the third, get to know thy neighbor. 
get to know who, what's going on. You're remote working, that means you're not the only person. You're seeing the same people walking around your community. You're seeing the same people walking their dogs at the same time. You can set a clock to the schedules of the people in your neighborhood. You know the cars, you know the dogs, you know the times, you know more about your neighbor without knowing their name. You know a lot about them. You know, oh, their kids come over on the weekends. I think they're divorced or I think that's that. Oh, yeah, that one, that one just started college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember before they used to have a, they used to have an FAU license plate. Now they have a UCF license plate. So I think they went back. You, you know all of this stuff. You know all of that. Oh, yeah, they went to school. I think they go to OCU now, but they went to OKCU. Yeah, they must have graduated. Yeah, because I saw a lot of family come over. And now I noticed they have another license plate. So maybe they either transferred or graduated, and now they're getting their master's. You'll know that without having a conversation. You'll know so much about what's going on with the people in your neighborhoods just based on who comes to visit them at what time. You know what placards they have, what stickers they have on their car, what dog they have. You know. You know their schedule. Oh, yeah, they get off work in the morning because they always walk the dog at 7, and then you don't see them again until later on. And You know, oh, yeah, they work nights. How do you know? Oh, yeah, because their car is there, not there at night, but then I see it come in in the morning. I can hear it. I know the sound. You'll know the sound of their car. You'll know everything about them. You'll know whose car is doing what. You'll know whose door opened or closed if you live in an apartment complex. You know these things. You know these things. You know these things. So what I'm saying to everyone out there is it's time for you to get to know the people in your neighborhood closer. It's time for you to get out of your comfort zone. It's time for you to get out of your ideological, socio-political bubble. And yeah, your friend got jabbed and you didn't or you're unjabbed, they're jabbed and they, they have a problem with you. So what? Be like, yo, we can look past that. I have friends of mine that are jabbed. I have friends of mine that are unjabbed, friends of mine, whatever. I can get along with either, either one. I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I really, really, really don't care. You understand? However, I'm not going to allow that to get into the way, get in the way of our friendship. If you allow it to get in the way of our friendship, that's on you. That's not on me. I don't care who you voted for the last cycle. I'm not letting that get in the way of you and I corresponding, you and I getting together, you and I bonding. You need something. I got you. I need something. I know you got me. I'm not letting that get in the way. Are you kidding me? We keep speaking about the media. Remember? Remember the last episode? Oh, it's the, you know, I told you I had the, the, inter, the, uh, the, uh, the interview with the other podcaster and the media was the media was the mantra. Media, media, media. Oh, it's the media that's dividing us. Oh, really? Oh, really? You're telling me it's the media that's telling one person that another person can't come to the dinner table? That's not the media. That's you. That's the Udia, not the media. You did it. You, that's, that's not the media. Oh, the media is fomenting the division amongst our society. They win the multinational corporations win when the workers not working together when, you know, workers, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Small violinist playing. Snoopy's on the phone with his teacher. Wah, 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 wah. I'm not hearing any of that. Each one of us are accountable right now for our actions. And right now, you not allowing your family to come to the dinner table. And this is someone you love. This is someone you respect. This is someone that's been there for you. This is someone you've been there for. All because of who they voted for or whether they decided to get an injection or not. Knock it off. Knock it off. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Absolutely not. 
So I'm asking you guys, I'm appealing to you guys during this whole Thanksgiving slash family reunion, which is what it kind of is. <clears throat> I'm asking you, if you guys celebrate these traditions and you are accustomed to going over a family member's house or a friend's house, then continue to do so. Then if, 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 if you're someone who's jabbed and everyone is accustomed to coming to your house and everyone is jabbed at your house, and you, you have some very, some unjabbed family members that you love, make some accommodations because you love and respect these people. These people were there for you and you were there for them. They're going to be there for you no matter who's in office, no matter who gets presides over a presidency or a Senate seat or a gubernatorial mansion or mayoral seat. Are you kidding me? Now's not the time. I'm going to say something. Listen to me when I say this. There may be troubled waters ahead of us in 2022. And it may be specifically because of who presides in what office. So we're going to have to depend on each other maybe a little bit more than we were accustomed to. We may not be able to move with that level of autonomy that we did once before, moving and shaking and breaking autonomously. I got my gig, I got my this, I got my that, I got my... You may, you may need to depend on more people in your circle than before. So I'm saying not only strengthen the circle that you have, but it's time to call in reinforcements. That's why I am encouraging people out there. Know thy neighbor. Know thy neighborhood. Know thy community. Start chatting up the people that are working at your local stores. It's time for you to get a, 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 a grasp on what's going on in your surroundings. Had a couple of friends of mine that are homeschooling their kids, and I told them, listen, when you take your kids to the park, you see a lot of other mothers over there homeschooling their kids? They're like, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. You see parents out with their kids during the weekdays around one o'clock in the afternoon? He was like, yeah, I see a lot more. Have you made friends with them? They're like, no, why not? You guys are part of a community. They have information. They have information for you. You have information for them. If they are home at one, two o'clock in the afternoon or noon, one o'clock with their children at a park, you know what that means? They are either, they are either remote working or not working. And they're homeschooling their children. Probably. So you might want to talk to them. And, hey, listen, hi, how are you? I'm such and such. These are my kids. Hey, you guys come here every day. I notice I've seen you a lot. Start with the intro. The kids are your segue. You're, the kids, you're already there. You're not a creep. You're there with a couple of kids. They're there with a couple of kids. Speak to them. This friend of mine did so. Now there's a community of them. They all put some money together to hire a teacher that was suspended or not working due to the fact that that teacher wasn't jabbed and that teacher refused to get jabbed and that teacher is still a teacher. And I've said this. This is something that I manifested on the show. I said, you're going to have teachers that are out of work. There are teachers that are out of work. And guess what? Those teachers need to work. They still teach. So you hire them. I said, teachers out there, it's time for you to put your business cap on. 
get your hustle on. You get your pamphlet, you get a piece of paper out there. You go to the printer, go to Kinko's, go to whatever the hell. I don't know where they have printers where you print out stuff, FedEx, UPS store, and print out 200 papers. And you go to 200 homes and you don't put it on the door. You knock. You knock on 200 doors a day. You try to get a thousand doors in a five day week. And you try to speak to each and every last person and you let them know you have your name, your credentials, your email, your phone number, your teacher Facebook page. If you're Mr. Such and Such, Mr. J, Mr. S, Miss S, Miss J, Mrs., whatever. And you say, listen, I'm teaching. These are the subjects that I teach. This is where I worked. I am the blah, 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 blah. Maybe you don't have any kids. Maybe this, that, and the third. Maybe you know somebody and you hit up 200 doors. And you get to know the people in your community and you get to shake hands if they want to shake hands with you. But at least now, you know, the people I live right up the block. I've lived there for such and such amount of time. I have no foreseeable. I have no foreseeable pl- in the foreseeable fu- future of leaving. I am here. I've been here. I'm part of your community. Boom. You do 200 residential homes. And then after that, you hit up 200 businesses in your area. If you live in a walkable area. And you go to those businesses and guarantee you, you're going to make your money. So you know what these, these parents did? These parents got together and hired one of those teachers that they found out had put flyers up. I was saying that and I found out later, yeah, there's a teacher that someone knew that was working, that was out of work and had put, put on their Facebook page that, listen, they're looking for people, looking for parents and students and blah, blah, blah. And this is their rate call for more information. And they all pulled their money together. And now these kids are being taught by this fantastic teacher who's just well-versed in so many subjects from the arts to liberal arts to the English, humanities, everything else. And she's teaching a bunch of uh, eight, nine-year-olds. Awesome. They're they're about four or five weeks in, and all I'm hearing are great things about this teacher. This is awesome. This is in New York City. This is going on, by the way. Yeah. This is in New York City. So now I heard that teacher's book now. That teacher can't take any more students. Hello, community. Guess what? And everyone that she's booked up from are in her town. Yes. Community. So we have no business ostracizing, marginalizing and segregating our family, friends and community right now. Troubled waters may be ahead of us. In 2022. Inflation, jobs, a lot of things, a rearranging of sorts. You're going to need your family, friends, loved ones, community and neighborhood more than ever before. Now is the time to smile at your neighbor, get your neighbor's first name, have that that 30 second interview with them. Talk to them. Give them a little bit about you. Tell them a little bit about you. Get a little bit out of them. Grip and grin. And with the family, don't ostracize them from that Thanksgiving table, that Christmas table and that New Year's party. Figure out a way to make accommodations because family, we're going to need them now more than ever in 2022. Okay, it starts now. So please, guys, do that. If you get anything from this particular 52 episode this that I've had, if any of them, if you get anything, you glean anything, that's one of the things. It is, it's imperative that we come to a common accord. It's imperative. <clears throat> so with that being said, I'm hoping that you guys who listen to me on Apple Podcasts or iTunes are rating and reviewing the show. Make sure you do that. At the end of this show, 
please rate, please review. Please rate, please review the show on Apple and iTunes. It is imperative. I'm looking to get to at least 25 reviews by January 1st. That is my goal. And I can't reach that goal if the multitude of listeners that listen, especially if they're listening on Apple, on iTunes, are not doing it. So please, it's inexpensive. It's convenient and an inexpensive way to support the show. And if you want to contact me with any suggestions, questions, and concerns, you can email me at whoseworldisthis21 at gmail.com or my Instagram, business inquiries, questions, anything, whoseworldisthis2021 on Instagram. My cash app is dollar sign J-U-N-B-E-A-U, Junebo. My Venmo is also J-U-N-B-E-A-U, Junebo. Pick up those journals. Pick up the Chavez House journals. Chavez with an S on Amazon. We are journaling. We are chronicling. We are getting fit. We are not going to stop. It's a year journey. I want you guys along with me. Enjoy yourselves. You guys have a good one. Bye-bye.